Sports and the Thrive15.com World Headquarters. Let's go! Presenting the world's only business school without the BS with optometrist and entrepreneur Dr. Robert Zellner and the Forest Small Business Administration Entrepreneur of the Year in your ear, Clay Clark. It's the Thrive Time Show on Talk Radio 1170. Three, two, one. Boom, 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 and welcome back to the Thrive Time Show on your radio. And in Tulsa, I'm gonna Tulsa, I'm gonna make a a, a a prophetic statement that's probably gonna make a lot of you feel very uncomfortable. I think many of you are looking great right now. I mean, Z, I don't know if you can see what I'm seeing, but what I'm from what I'm from what I can see right now on this live radio show, Tulsa's looking good. I mean, many people are looking exceptional. Fantastic. Today. I mean, the river has water in it. Oh wow. I mean, that's just a great start right there. Now, if you you're know. listening to the show right now from Oklahoma Joe's. I encourage you to just reach on over and, and hug somebody. I mean, give them that professional HR approval. Or a hug. high five. Or, or a, maybe a fist bump. A fist bump is a little less. I think fist bump is probably the least intrusive. F- a full frontal hug will get you uh, in trouble. But a side hug, now that's very professional. Reach out to someone. Give or them like a, side a man, hug. like a man where you shake their hand and you give them like a bat pack. Absolutely. Do do whatever. Do, sh- I want I want you right now to find somebody in your in your near, someone who's very near you, someone who's very close to you, and just give them a hug and tell them how tremendous they're looking. Because I, I told I just have a feeling that you are looking tremendous today. Yeah, and make sure you don't do it with a mouthful of the burn to end because then it'll come across like this. When you told And then me, it's like they don't understand and then the moment's lost and it's it's not When good. you told me the other day you said, "Clay, reach out and hug somebody." I said, "Sure." You didn't tell me I needed to wipe the barbecue sauce off my hands and I'm just hugging people at Oklahoma Joe's and uh, you didn't tell me that I had to wipe my hands off first. Well, you know, you're right, I didn't, and it's a valuable lesson I learned, and I had to buy, I think, three new shirts, mm. but it was, um, you know, I mean, what's the cost of three shirts? Well, and, well and, I'll and, tell you. And that's kind of a, a that's kind of a, a, a disclaimer, okay, a disclaimer. So, uh, you know, and, and today's show is going to need a little bit of a disclaimer, because we're talking about this F6 life, how to design the F6 life, and it's designing the life you want or accepting mediocrity. Now, here's the disclaimer. Somebody is definitely going to get offended about every five minutes of today's show because it's going to cause you to really think about what you want and what you don't want. And the chances are, even in the box that rocks today, Marshall might disagree, Ryan might disagree, I might disagree with both of you. We don't know what's going to happen, but here's the deal. This is a no BS zone, and we all have to be real about these areas. Is that, is that cool? Does that sound fine? I mean, yes, absolutely. You, If you don't look at your, if you don't look a real hard look in the mirror at what you, where you are in life, where you want to be in life, and that's what we're all about. We're all about giving you practical steps vis-a-vis through building a business to get to where you want to be, not, not where you are. But you've got to also first say to yourself, where am I today? So what you're going to do today is I want you to go ahead and get out a sheet of paper and write down the F6. Write down all six of the Fs, okay? So faith, write that down. Family, write that down. Finances, Write that down. There's a lot of writing on this show. A lot of writing. Faith, family, finances, fitness, write that down. Friendships, write that down. And fun, write that down. One more time here. If you're using an etch sketch I know it can be hard. Just don't shake it because you're going to lose the progress you yeah, made. So yeah, faith, family, finances, fitness, friendships, and fun. You want to write down your goals for those areas. And then you want to think about, well, how much money does it cost for me to be able to pursue those goals? So write down your one-year goal for those F6 areas of your life, and then ask yourself, how much does it cost for you to achieve those goals? Because the, the, the point of starting a business is so that you can achieve time freedom and financial freedom to pursue the F6 life. So I'm going to start with me here, faith. So I'm going to go with faith for 5,000 points, Z, in our attempt to offend everyone who's listening at least once today. Here we go. So faith, 
faith goals. For me, and you might listen today and say, I totally disagree with you, and that's okay. I totally, totally disagree with you. So here's the, I just thought I'd say that before you got going. Well, here's there's a verse from the Bible. I know it's a controversial book. I know I just lost half the listeners, but this is what it says. It says, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. So for me, my uh, faith goals are basically to uh, make sure that my kids get to church and that I try to um, only go one day a week. For me personally, I cannot go more than that. Once I go more than that, I start to go crazy. I don't want to do home fellowship. I do not want to do other volunteering at the church. I just want to go one day a week. And see, that, that, that's, that for me, that's, what I, that's my faith goal for the year. Just go once a week and then do not go near the place again. <laughs> well, there you go. I mean, but you have a goal and you set it and you have your reasons why and then you do it. And that's what, you know, that's what it's all about. And then scheduling it, uh, picking out where you want to do this because you say church and then, you know, there's, I mean, hundreds of choices in Tulsa. I mean, Tulsa is you and know, this is church where you, heavy. And this is where you have to be purposeful, though, because once you say you want to go once a week, maybe you're listening right now and you say, I want to go a lot. What happens is, this is what I've found. In every church I've gone to, the mega churches in Tulsa, Marshall, has this happened to you? They, they say, yep, I want happens. you to stand up and turn around and greet six people next to you, or say hi to five people. Has that ever happened to you? It's happened to me. Okay. Ryan, has this ever happened to you at a church service? Oh, absolutely. So the then time. you turn around, and the person next to you, they're a good person. They say, we should get together for lunch. And I've determined that I have some really, really good friends in my life that I want to invest more time into their lives. And I realized that I started saying this passive-aggressive statement, like, yeah, we should get together. <laughs> right? And then each week, I would see them like, hey, you never called. Oh. And I'm like, oh, I was supposed oh, to call. I thought you were calling oh, me. I thought you were calling me. And that gives me two oh, weeks. Yeah. Now, in the third week, it gets awkward. they're like, hi, my name's Brian. And you're like, oh, Brian. Like, yeah, we met three weeks ago. Um, I thought you were going to call me. And then you have to let them know, like, you know, well, I have a, a radio show and multiple businesses and five kids. And I've already signed up for these commitments. And I really have no time ever to meet ever. A, ra- a rando and just hang And they out. go, well, our section, though, we're doing a barbecue. Do you want to meet Marshall? Has this ever happened to you? Yeah, yeah. You always say, "Hey, I'm going to circle back with you. I'm going to circle back with you." And That's I, the phrase. And because I'm a doer, I have found myself before I set these guardrails. See, I got pulled into every kind of church activity there was: Wednesday night, Sunday night, Sunday morning, picking up other kids during the week. It became like my, my like a second full time job that I don't remember signing up for. Well, there's a great book out by Danny Silk. It's called "Keep Your Love On." And in the book, he talks about being a powerful person and mm. not using all this passive aggressive, not using all this uh, you know language where you know it's somebody else's fault. I mean, gosh, I, I'm not in control of my life. I I'd like to do lunch with you, Brian, but I just you know oh finding I'd the love time, to you know gosh. be a powerful person and and say what's say what you want to say. Say hey, Brian, it's nice to meet you, and I'm glad we go to church together. But I am not going to be doing lunch with you. I, I I'm not going to be doing it. So <laughs> you know it's it's okay. You're a great guy and. And uh, I don't need to really tell you the reasons why, but if you sit there and kind of start crying or, or look like you're really upset, that I'm, I may tell you the reasons why, but and be a powerful person. And Brian's like, oh, expectations? I mean, you know, because it's not like you don't drag him on for weeks and weeks trying to hide from him now. And, you know, he's at the coffee bar and you can't approach him. You're like, I really want coffee, but Brian's I'm going to pick on Ryan now for, this, for, the next, for the next area is family goals, okay? Family goals. Now, Ryan, you got to share us what, you know, share some of your family goals for the year because what happens is the more money you make, 
the more people you meet, right? Because you have more customers, more acquaintances, more relationships, more whatever. And now you're getting pulled in all these directions. And directions. And if you're not intentional about the time you spend with your family, it won't happen. Now, I, I know that you are a man who likes to spend some weekend time with the family. Is this is this correct or is this hyperbole? Oh, you're you're absolutely right. Hey, can I can I back up? Though? Oh yeah, back it up. Let me back, back it, that, back thing, that up. thing up. Let me tell you about let me tell you about my deal. So when when somebody wants to meet. For that first time, you know, to, to get your get your information and, and kind of suck your time. Yeah. So what I do is I say, okay, well, breakfast really work best. So six o'clock in the morning. Oh, uh, you're going uh, with Savoy. the passive move. Oh, you did. Oh, you're doing that move. But but <laughs> I gotta I say yes. You're like, no, it's really fine. I gotta eat, and uh, and it's a great time, and and it works out perfectly. Four a.m. on Sundays are perfect and, times to and me. Ninety percent <laughs> of the time, that breakfast never happens. But when it does, it's good. They wanted it. They did what it, they needed to do, and we had a great cup of coffee. Wow! So that's your recommendation. That's recommend an obscene time. One obscene time. If if you're not ready by six o'clock, and I know all you guys are, then you are a slacker anyway. Oh my God! Oh, oh, wow. Wow. Right oh, oh I would man. throw. I would we throw punch you, but you're, you're, too, you're too <laughs> tall. I can't reach you. Can't reach me. But yeah, I, I love to spend time with my family. I I helped create them. And I love them dearly, and so it, it is. A, it is a big deal for me to spend time with my family. Now, when you when you spend time with your family, you're a guy who's into guns. I am. And there's somebody listening right now who's not into guns. And my goal is to irritate somebody every five minutes because in life, people. What happens is you go out there, you, you finally build that business, you make all the money, you finally have the financial freedom. But if you don't learn these skills, you're going to be pulled into everything. So you are a guy who's into guns, into self defense, into am. you believe in that constitutional amendment that we should actually have the right to bear arms. You're into it. There's somebody listening right now who's like, I'm offended. You you shoot guns with your kids? What? I mean, oh, absolutely. So, has it ever happened to you? Or have you ever offended people with your with how you spend your family time? You know, you're going to offend people regardless of what you do. So uh, I, I tell them first that um, you know there's no one else has an obligation to protect you except for you. And when it comes to your family, you certainly have the obligation. So I love to spend time teaching my kids to be stronger, better, faster, shoot straighter. <laughs> now, within family, now here's a notable quotable coming in hot from Phil Libin. This is the guy who founded Evernote. He says, the secret to happiness is minimizing the amount of time that you spend with the people you don't choose to be with. This is just math. So, Z, uh, I like math. You have a big family. Yeah. How do you draw the lines? How do you spend more time with certain members of the family or less? Or how do you become a powerful person? And set boundaries for how you deal with your faith, and now moving on with the family. How do you how do you draw those lines, or do you draw those lines? Switching switching into being a powerful person, it's it's a it's a transition of of mental gymnastics that takes a little bit. The first few times you do it, you almost feel kind of kind of mean, yeah. you know. Uh, but then it's so kind of em- empowering. Like I've got an older brother who loves to go fishing. Oh yeah, he loves to go fishing. In the ponds out at my horse ranch, which is south of Tulsa, right? Loves to get to and the, they're get stocked. The, they're great ponds. Get in I mean, the boat. They're uh, stocked. Oh, he just, he just loves it. Oh, he, yeah. yeah. He loves to take his kids and his friends and his <laughs> friends' kids. And they just, they go out there and fish. And they send me pictures of all the bass they catch. Oh, it's nice. Catch and release. I mean, catch and release. It's a glorious day. Oh, yeah. It's a glorious day. Grab them by the gills. Oh, yeah. Beautiful weather out there. Just, you know, loving life. And so he asked me a couple weeks ago, hey, hey, you want to come You want to come fishing on Saturday? I go, uh, no, I don't. And he goes, um, okay, so maybe for just a little while. I said, you're not listening to me. I do not want to go fishing on Saturday. You and me going fishing okay, so in the dark. Don't, you're don't, saying don't, no. Don't, I don't, don't, I'm, you're don't. shutting him down. Instead of saying, oh, I can't. Uh, I'm busy. I want to. I, you know, I, boy, I would like, gosh, that Washing sounds like a really great time sitting out there um, trudging around the ponds catching fish. Why don't I mean, you like fishing? 
<laughs> Why don't you like it? What's wrong? I, it, it wasn't that I did. I just didn't want to do it. Why don't you like to I, do I, it? I, I, <laughs> we got, it's a, it's our folks. It's cage match 101. Because I hate fishing more than anything. And my dad, who I love so much, my dad used to say, do you want to go fishing? And I'm like, no. No, and he's like, "Well, why? Why did you hate it? Why did you I hate mean, it? I hate the whole. I hate the whole idea that we are on a body of water waiting. It just seems stupid that a human is taking time on a boat to catch a fish with a hook and a worm. Let's just get a net, drag the, drag it, <laughs> get it, kill the fish. That I mean, if we're gonna, I mean, what is the purpose? The purpose is that if the purpose is to converse, then let's go grab a beer yeah. and converse. Yeah. But why are we in a boat where there's a or freaking a, bug? The, I, I liked it better when you explained ice fishing up there. They got the, they actually move like homes out on frozen yes. lakes and, and drill <laughs> holes and sit in these little huts. Oh, and, and it's so stupid because they do yeah. stuff like what, what, they go, oh Bjorn, you got to uh, uh, you get the you get the new auger. Oh, I did get the auger, and then you go up to like the the. There's always a, a Ace Hardware, and you get the big auger, and then you, you it's like a gas powered thing, and and then you, you you go through, and they're going, oh no no no, the hole the hole's too wide, it's very unsafe. So then you get in a truck and you drive the truck on the ice to a place where it's more safe. Oh yeah, oh yeah. What? I mean, how is that a thing? That is crazy. Now it's not that I hate fishing. I, I don't think mm. I hate it with your passion. Yeah. But I, I am busy in life, and I get to choose what I get to do with my Saturday afternoons. And if I don't want to go fishing, even though my brother harangues me and, and makes me, you know, feel, I'd be trying to encourage me to do it, I stuck to my guns. I said, I'm not going to do it. And I didn't have to give him an excuse. I didn't have to tell him one reason why. I just had to be a powerful person and say, I don't want to do it. I'm not going to do it. Now, Thrive Nation, if you're listening right now and you're just trying to figure out what we're talking about, we're talking about the importance of designing the life you want. When we come back, Marshall Morris, one of the Thrive 15 business coaches, is going to be breaking down the importance of setting financial goals. If you don't have financial goals, if you don't have goals for your faith, your family, your fitness, your friendship, and your fun, you're just going to drift, and that's not awesome. So stay tuned. It's the Thrive Time Business Coach Radio Show right here at thrivetimeshow.com. All right, Dr. Zellner, welcome back to the Thrive Time Show on your radio, baby, baby. Oh, we need to go get some Cuban links, my brother. Talk to us about the Cuban links. A lot of people are listening going, what are you talking about? What, what are you, is it like a Cuban sausage? Well, no, we actually, the last time you, you played that as an intro song was maybe last week, and so we were talking about, what is a Cuban link? I'm like, I don't know, I don't know. Cuban so golf I, course? I, I, I Googled it, and it's not a cuff link. It's a, a necklace or jewelry, and the links are, you know, it's made out of individual links, and the link is called a Cuban link. It's kind of a C-shaped Cuban, they call it a Cuban link. It's certain design, so you put them together and you make a necklace out of Cuban links. So he's wearing his Cuban links, so that's, that's what it is. Z, I, I, we need to I get think some. Imagine people, Cuban links. I think there's a lot of people are listening right now who are saying, uh, you know, I, I didn't know I didn't know that about Cuban links, and and I and I also don't know a whole lot about designing the life I want. I I, I don't know. I, I I find myself going, uh oh, that just was another year. Uh-oh. Like, like I, I dread the birthday because every year that's a sign that I didn't get where I thought I would be. You know, I think a lot of times you go to you go to school, um, and you're 12, 13. People say, what do you want to do? You know, Billy, and he goes, I want to be an astronaut. Want to play basketball? Want to own my own business? I want to do something. Want to be a firefighter? I think, yeah. every, I think every kid wants to be a firefighter, professional sports player. I want to be a fire watcher. You want to be a fire watcher? You, you, so you wanted to be an arsonist? 
I didn't even say start them. I just wanted you to watch them. There's oh, a diff- yeah. There is a difference, you know. Nice. That, that, I mean, so, slight, it's a slight difference. But you know a question that I ask people, mm. kind of a, a deep question that I'll ask people often. They'll, they'll say, well, where do you want to be and whatever? What do you want to do when you grow up? I mean, you know those deep questions and people look at you and say, well, you know, I really want to do X, Y, Z. But it's going to take, you know, four years or three years or, you know, fill in the blank to do it. And, I, you know, I'm like, well, I'm going to ask you a question. How old are you going to be in four years if you don't do that thing? Okay, and then they do the math. and like, you know. I say, well, how old are you going to be in four years if you do the thing? They'll be like, eh, I go, isn't that something? It's the same age. Z, Imagine that. It's the Z, same age. I, I, the one thing I like about uh, the, your whole perspective towards life that's pretty amazing is you do have a long-term perspective to everything. And, um, and I'll just give you an example. Um, you're very purposeful about the life you, you've designed and the life you're living. And you, you're, you know, are you perfect? No. But you've sat down. I know at one point you've written down your goals for your faith and your family and your finances and fitness and different things like that. And then uh, you look up and you've had your optometry clinic now for 25 years. Yes, 26 years this November. And uh, that building that you're, you're located in there, um, that's not cheap. No, you're correct. I mean, it's Is all. Was it $7? Was it $8? It was a little bit more than that. Okay, you know, so you just, have a, just a touch more, and in so you, but you were purposeful to say, you know, I want to. Um, you probably had to borrow some money at some point to buy the building or, or to buy the land or to build the. You know, did you did you build the building from scratch? Uh, the one on Memorial, I did. The one on Harvard, um, I bought the building. Then I, you know, I took out a. I mean, I put a whole floor in. I, I just moved my new office in there a couple months ago. So mm. if you haven't been buying the new Harvard location, it is Swankyville. It's really fun. I'm really proud of it. So I'm so excited about it. And we're over there now, and um, it's fun. And I, and I've got my two years and five year goals now with my businesses. I've got I've got those new things mapped out. The growth I've got mapped out. The things I'm going to do mapped out. And you might say, well. Gosh, isn't that enough? And it's kind of like, you know, I, I enjoy growing, and I enjoy doing more, and I enjoy, um, like you've said before, living on the edge, you've got great scenery, you know. Oh. Yeah, it's the oh. best views, right? Right there on the edge. So, well, If we're talking about building the F6 life, there's a word that everyone needs to know, and I'm going to introduce it to you. It's called entropy. And this weekend, Entropy. this weekend, I was, I was, I was, you know, marinating on this word, and I, I think it's a perfect uh, word to describe what happens if you're not intentional about designing the life that you want. Is you start to have a lack of order or predictability and a gradual decline into disorder, into combustion, boom, and it just you don't get the life you want. So uh, now let's let's we talk about faith, your family, your finance, your fitness, right, your friendships. Now let's talk about fun. Ryan, what do you like to do for fun when you're not out there auto-wrapping vehicles at Outlaw Customs? I mean, I know auto-wrapping vehicles is your pastime, your passion, your, your flavor of the month, your flavor of the week, what you love to do. It's your heart song, really. But what, what do you like to do when you're not doing that? You know what I really love to do? I love to cook. I'm a, I'm a little closet chef, and I love to cook because I like for people to be happy. And when people are eating great food, they're always happy. What's your favorite? Okay, you could do like one meal. This is like your go-to, oh. your go-to meal. You did like what your number one meal. I mean, this is like a, you got one chance to impress these top chefs or whatever. You're on, a, you're on a show. You're on that thing, you know. And you got one. What's your, what's your go-to? All what's right, your bam? So my father-in-law did not like pork, and I made a version of a pork saltimbocca. It's like a veal saltimbocca. And uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. It's, use, use, your boca? Use, your, boca. use your adult words. What's right, boca? So, you, so, are you? Salt and boca. It's a, it's a, I believe Italian. It's like you take a, take a pork, fillet it out, make a medallion out of it, serve it with prosciutto and a great sauce over some mashed potatoes. And he loved that dish. He got, a man who did not like pork at all said, 
this is the best meal I've ever had. So, so you you I took it that. upon yourself to say I'm gonna I'm gonna you're gonna like the other white meat. Did he know that you were preparing pork for him, or did oh, you absolutely. just or did you just yeah, or, okay. yeah I, I, uh, Oh, and there's cheese cheese on top. Oh, cheese there you go. Well, cheese better. makes every meal. Absolutely. Better. I mean, so, come on. Really? So he knew it, and he sat down, and he he loved it. And so that's that's the one that that everybody loves. But I cook a lot, and for a lot of people, so I love to do that. Really? Could you teach someone how to cook? Because I don't know how to cook. Yeah. I don't even know how to make scrambled eggs. Absolutely. In fact, uh, my, my buddy and I, we just, just surrounding yourself with better people, uh, we just hosted uh, about 50 people over last night for a huge meal. We had 50? 5-0? 50. We had, we had 10 courses. It was huge. Okay. Walk me through the courses real quickly. Just, uh, just, just real quickly, because this is fascinating. Well, it's 10, so it's hard, it's hard to be real quick. So I seared a scallop. Put it on a homemade sweet potato chip with an apple slaw and a truffle oil oh on top of that. God. A sherry, wow, you sherry really vinaigrette. Are the real deal. Yeah, so so they're they're long. They were they were. We did cowboy ribeyes. We had about thirty pounds of these four inch thick ribeyes okay. on the bone that we did. Uh, I I I sous vide, which we can't get into that, and uh, a beef tongue, and we served this. Seared beef tongue OMG. with the kimchi. Yeah, it was it was it was delicious. Beef tongue, beef, beef tongue, the tongue the, of the a cow. Tongue. Taking the, the actual tongue of a cow. Yeah, the, the tongue of a cow. They're they're two feet long. It it's is crazy. a it is a muscle. I mean, you know, it is. Yeah. So mm. uh, he okay. made he made a a, a chicken uh, like a oh a, a chicken dish and uh, a lot of ribs. He's a big barbecuer, so he did a bunch of barbecue. Okay. And then I made a shrimp and lobster salad on a on an endive leaf with salmon. Eggs on top of it. Okay. It was delicious. Wow. And then what else did we make? It's off the top of my head. There were 10 of them. So. When you finished making the cow tongue, did you eat the soul of a lamb? Well, I... I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that just seems like over the top, a cow tongue. Sometimes that's Seriously? all that's left of the lamb is the soul. Oh, but, my uh, God. I mean, that just... Oh. See, I mean, that seems like you know, people eat like pig oh. ears and pig feet and I mean, stuff. you make... Was monkey brain on one of the courses, too? No, or but, is that but, a- but funny that you mentioned the pig ears because that was that was one of the dishes that I was trying to make, and I just ran out of time. The sweet potato chips. Oh, yeah. Well, time. I mean, time so, got you on so, that so one. So I sure. have them yeah. if you want to... And some, ethics. If you want some barbecued, uh, smoked pig ears, we can make some sliders out of those, and those would be delicious. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. This is crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. So, so what did you do for dessert? I mean, she had a dessert, right? Yeah, he uh, he demonstrated uh, the go-to bananas Foster. If it's bananas Foster is the best dessert because you can make it for two or twenty-five people, and you always have the ingredients at home. Wow! And how? When did you start becoming a chef? I mean, is that just been a lifelong? I mean, that's fun. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. fun. It's what my mom and I did together when I was a kid. You know, we only had three stations, and one of those was PBS, and so you had the, the cooking shows, and we watched those, and then made the meals. I, I love that you are so into it because that's exactly what we're talking about. We're trying to get the Thrivers out there. I want you to think about that. I mean, what is something that you love doing, Thrive Nation, that you are into? Something you're excited about. That's so fun to hear that story because that's exactly what we're talking about. We're going to find things that you love doing, Zeke. Pig ears. Cow Pig tongue. Ears. Mm. Sliders. Potato uh, chips. It just seems a little over the top, though. Kind of like what you're eating. I mean, again, but I encourage you right now to think about what you want, because if you want to eat cow tongue, then go do it, but put it on your to-do list. When we come back, we're talking more about how to live the F6 life right here on the Thrive Time Business Coach Radio Show. You can wrap it like a present for thee. Wrap it on the side and on the hoodie. Design it with a call to action. Don't be afraid to express your passion. Auto wraps make everything look nice. Auto wrap your bike and maybe your wife. Want to wrap it? They do too. Call Outlaw Customs. Call back you. Oh, wow. Outlaw Customs in the house. Ryan, how's it going, my man? Awesome, but I do not recommend wrapping your wife. Unwrapping, but not wrapping. 
Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. He just whoa. said a lot Hello. right there. Said a lot. He, well, he's a rapper. So. He can do what he wants with the words. He's, he, has the, he has that kind of vernacular. He has a way with words. It's spectacular vernacular. I tell you what, it, it really, you. wow. I'm it's, a wordsmith. Unbelievable. You are a wordsmith. I'm just going to try to marinate on the profundity of what you have said. You and I'm go. just going to... See, when, you, when you're in the box with a wordsmith, it's sort of an intimidating... Uh, you know, it creates an intimidation aura. Well, that he's just so tall. I mean, that's just... He's always talking down to us. I know. He's, he's so tall. But, you know, I guess... I don't know if the air up there has as much oxygen, so we might have that on him. I that's why know. he's so spacey. He's always drawing pictures, finger paintings, that kind of thing. Yeah. 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 That's, I wondered why. Now I know why. Well, we're talking about Thanks, the guys. F6 goals today there, Thrive Nation. The F6 goals are what? They are the goals for your faith, your family, your finance, your fitness... You're fun, right? You gotta have goals for these areas: the faith, family, finances, fitness, friendship, and fun. And so now we move into fitness. Now, fitness, Z, when we talk about fitness, this, my friend, appears to be your business. Look at you. You are like a torpedo of excellence here. Look at you. Just flying through the water. Have you been swimming a lot? What's the key to your recent your recent health health improvements here? You're looking good. I mean, is it, is it a lot of is it a lot of swimming? Is it a lot of uh, Zumba? I noticed that you had registered at, uh, at the zoo. I, I wasn't sure. I don't go to a lot of Zumba classes, but I hear you've been doing a lot of Zumba lately. I hear you've been doing a lot of the Tony Blades, Billy Blades, whatever his name is. I mean, are you into all that or what are you doing? No, I, I the only thing I like about I've never done Zumba, but the, I like about it. it starts with a Z, so it, it can't oh. be all it can't be all bad. Number one, yeah, right, yeah, absolutely. And the Billy Blade stuff, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> really? Okay. So I have no idea. Have you been doing a lot of the uh, the shake weight where you just hold that weight? And yeah, you I shake just, it. I just shake weight. I just got on uh, late at night and just <laughs> just start buying shake weights. I just I got more shake weights now, and I just hold a shake weight, you know, and just all over my body and just shake. Do that's, you do one of those two minute abs videos? Is that what you do? Two minute abs, 80 second, 80 second th thighs? <laughs> yeah, yeah I, got, I got my workout down to about four and a half minutes. What are you it's doing? What's the key to your, your, your eating, getting in shape eating, note? Eating right and exercising. I mean, that's, that's the key to getting in shape. What are you we, eating? We the thrivers want to know. What are you eating, you, you lean, mean <laughs> Z machine? What are you eating now? I'm doing a low carb diet. I mean, you know, so you just do low carbs, and, and I met with the nutritionist and, uh, you know, kind of did the, the old kind of plan of, of my life, got, you know, kind of got evaluated and said, okay, here's your goals. Here's your, here were my fitness goals, right? Okay. Yep, yep. So, and then they said, well, in order to get to there, um, you know, studies have come out and it's, it's rather, you know, it's, it's pretty documented that if you keep your body fat below 20%, and if you don't know what it is, you can get that tested. But if you keep your body fat below 20%, you're, it's something crazy. You're like two out of three times less likely to get these inflammatory uh, diseases that people get, the diabetes, the heart problems, all these all these problems that people die from. And you can so, also get less expensive hats because your head is smaller. Because your head is smaller. There's no doubt. No, I don't think your head does shrink. Really? Does I don't think it I don't does. know. I mean, you, you see a lot of guys, you know, who have large, large craniums. I think and your it's skull stays the same size. I could be wrong. But you're an optometrist. I mean, I'm not a real doctor. You, you've met some people with some massive craniums, and you've seen small craniums, and I bet you that people who are larger have larger craniums. Well, that's probably <laughs> that's just science. But uh, the point is, is that you've got to have a fitness goal. And if you, you know, and what happens is every January one, not every, well, every January one, there's a lot of people that say, "I'm going to hit my fitness goals this year." I'm going right? to pump it up. I'm going to join a gym. I'm going to get huge. I'm going to get in shape. Get in shape. I'm going to stop eating Oreos every night while I'm watching the news. No I'm carbs. Gonna, no no carbs. No carbs and sweets and all the white stuff out there. That's so bad for you. But. Uh, the thing about it is, it's all about moderation, and it's all about portion size, and it's also so you know eating right is half the battle, and then exercising mm. is another one. And you might say to yourself, "Well, that sounds like work. That's no fun." Well, the thing about it is, you you don't get the result. Then you know if you had the goal, you know it's kind of like the faith goal. If you don't 
outline what your faith goals are, then you're not going to hit them. Okay, so here we go. Here we go. I'm going to I'm going to tee up a scenario for you because when you've declared your fitness goals, okay, that means you now have a set, a set time that you've been purposeful to schedule to work out. Yes. Or a set place to eat or a set food you're going to eat or not eat. Or not eat, correct. And so when people offer you a certain meal, you have to say, no, thank you. Or people Correct. say, "Hey, you know, could you go? Could you? Could you? Could we go do this?" But you go, "I can't because I'm already booked to work out." I mean, you have to do trade-offs. You have to if you can't be purposeful about your fitness and then say yes to everybody. You st- you have to start to say no to people to say yes to your goals. Correct? And it's difficult because what what'll happen is I uh, here on the Riverwalk where we have our our studio and yeah. we invite you once a month to come in to our in-person workshops. Oh, by the way, June's full, but July th- July is picking up. July is pick- July is going to be the, the monster. It's going to be the monster. It's going to be a deal where we're starting to maybe add in a few more desks right now. We're making room because we never want you to feel cramped. And when you come to our conference, um, we don't we don't pack you in like a hotel. You actually get your own desk to sit right, at. Right. And so we are doing some modifications to allow a few more people in. But we you got you got to book your, book your tickets for our in-person. Two day uh, Thrive Time workshops. Again, it's a, it's a two day in person business workshop. You got to book your tickets right now. Go to thrivetimeshow.com to reserve your seats. It's interactive. It, see, it's very in depth training. You're going to love it. Yeah, and you could go to Thrive Time Show Reviews. I just challenge you to do this. Just go to Thrive Time Shows Review and listen what people say that have come through the program. I mean, this is real stuff, real life changing stuff. And these people are just going, they're blown away. They're blown away how much fun it is, how much education it is. What a great time it is. But the point I was going to make is, is that here on the Riverwalk, they put a new restaurant in, Andalini's. I oh, think Andalini's. Tulsa's number one rated pizza place. I'm pretty sure. I mean, I, it was. You know, it's, it's, it's really good if pizza If you place. want to make your body bigger, you got to go there. Well, I went there. I, I went there um, before. You know, a lot of times I'll grab a, a quick lunch before we film the show here from yeah. 12 to 2 here in the studio. Oh, it's so good. And so I went in there, and I figured out that uh, it's the smell of bread. The garlic The smell knots. of pizza is just a little overwhelming for Thou a guy do a low carb diet. I mean, thou shalt not have garlic knots. I mean, I was just like, oh my gosh, this is like an alcoholic being in like a all you can drink bar. You know, it's kind of like, huh, I can't know. <laughs> now, so, now, so it was you, very tempting, but I said, I said no to the carbs. I got a salad. You backed out, and I got quickly out of there. Now, Thrive Nation, if you're listening, we're talking about the F6 goals and how to design the life that you want so that you don't end up just drifting and uh, basically having a life you don't want. Hey, Clayton, I want to ask you a question. You kind of you kind of get a little uh, kind of swolt a little bit. Are you starting uh, your fitness goals this year? What are your fitness goals this year? What well, are you, the main thing are you for, starting to work out again? Yeah, the main thing for me is I'm working out, but I have it in my schedule at 4 a.m., so I go four days a week at 4 a.m. And the issue that I have is I want to get my food shipped to the office because I don't leave the office very much. So I had I had food being shipped to the office, but the daily uh, food guy is no longer delivering food daily. So we're getting new food shipped in. So for me, it's about automating it. If it's like if I have the food that just comes in, I, I'll, I'll eat it. But I, I don't go. I don't leave the office to go get food. So that's my big deal. So I'm just kind of getting into that flow. But yeah, four days a week I'm working out, and I'm now automating the the food deal. I had it going good there, Z. But then the food guy's not delivering the daily food anymore. So Vanessa's got it set up. So I think starting um, tonight we're getting the new shipments in there. Oh well, fantastic! So I just won't eat. I literally will not eat so at all. Do you go to a gym and work out, or do you work out at your home? When you, where do you yeah, I work out with move? Luke in the morning at four at the the hub in Broken Arrow, four a.m. I meet him up there, and he yells at me, and and you know, 
it has me do things I don't want to do, and that's why you have a trainer, because you're always pushing you beyond what you would do, because otherwise I wouldn't do it. 4 a.m., that seems crazy. It, well, it's the only time that I, there's nothing on the schedule. There's no excuse. There's no reason not to be there. And, you know, with these in-person workshops, um, see, the one thing was it's kind of exciting is that they are getting big in this radio show. It's getting big, which is fun, um, but also I can't just stop doing what I already signed up for because we have a radio show. You know, I can't neglect what I committed to, and that's the thing about life balance and being purposeful. So for me, 4 a.m. is that is that wonderful time every day, Z, where I have no reason to not be there. Well, I have a very, very good reason, but I won't be meeting you down at the hub with your, your the is that the guy's name? Luke. Luke at the hub at 4 a.m. Mm, what because is that? Because that is my designated time to sleep. You're sleeping mm, at 4? Sleep. Oh, listen to this song. It just, oh, it just kind of makes me sleepy right now. Stay tuned. It's the Thrive Time Show mm. on your radio, the Thrive Time Business Coach Radio Show. All right, welcome back to the Thrive Time Show on your radio. See, it is this this the, the Thrive Time Show is clearly the best business radio show in Tulsa, my friend. It is clearly the best by all the metrics, by all the statistics, by all the information that's available. See, would you not agree that this is the absolute number one business coach radio show in Tulsa? It's been verified, bona fide, and certified. You're Sanctified. absolutely correct. Um, there's just one uh, caveat that oh, I feel. Go ahead. I feel, Bring on the caveat. I'm confident in our rankings. And I our mean, reviews. caveat's not quite caviar, but it's a caveat. Oh, see what you did there? That's amazing. It's amazing. Wow. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's the only uh, Tulsa talk business radio show. Fred, so, therefore, almost by no. default. I, you got best. me all pumped up. You put it on the show notes. You said, Clay, we have a proud announcement to make. I this, felt good. This just in. Ratings in. We are the number one business talk show well, let me in see, Tulsa. Let me see if I can share that feeling because we're on the show. We're talking about the F six life, designing the life you want. And I think that one thing, one thing I like to do is share my pain. So Ryan, I look at you right now, the founder of Outlaw Customs. I look at you. Very painful. And I say to you, I say to you, you are the best auto wrap guy inside the box that rocks right now. Thank you. I and the tallest that. as yeah, well. Yeah, I, I am definitely that. Now, how long have you been an auto wrapper? Ten years. What does that mean? What do you do as an auto wrapper? Tell, tell us about the auto wrap game. Okay, so what we do is Outlaw Customs, outlawcustoms.com. We design, print, and install wide format graphics on every kind of vehicle you can imagine and walls, floors, doors, windows, tables, whatever you want to do. Walls, floors, doors, doors tables. tables. We've even done a urinal cover or two. That is great. It's great. That is stuff. exciting it's because a, that is what I wanted. It's a business model. It is a business model. Z, you know, Z and I were just talking the other day. Now, he tuned me out, but I was saying, Z, the future for us is urinal marketing. I know. Urinal seriously. marketing is You've, the future. So I've, I've got a question for you, Ryan. Ten yes. years ago, you're sitting around the campfire making s'mores, doing whatever you do, you know, probably burning some pinion wood. Uh, I don't know if you had chickens yet at your house. or no. I'm sorry, oh, that's Clay. You and but, your buddy Roy were branding each other, taking the oath. Nothing weird. Nothing, oh, nothing. nothing, nothing <laughs> weird. And all of a sudden you said, uh, I think... I want to start wrapping cars. Auto wrap. It's like uh, you were there. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. So, I mean, you're, you're taking a big bite of a s'more around a campfire, mm -hmm. and you're having one of those moments. Yeah. You're deep in the woods to kind of go and, and find yourself. I have audio. By losing yourself. I have audio of when it oh, happened. Oh, did you have that mic'd? Yeah, what happened was, is you remember that, that, that Queen song, I Want to Ride a Bicycle? Sure. 
And then what happened was he's sitting by the campfire, and all of a sudden he says, I want to wrap my vehicle. I want to wrap your, your Is that what happened? Yeah, and then his oh. friends are like, what are you talking about? Next thing you know, you started the company. No, but seriously, tell us the story. What's the deal? Okay, so I was uh, in the insurance business. I sold employee benefits, and nobody was really that excited about employee benefits. Hey, the long-term disability is amazing. Nobody ever said that. <laughs> oh, That's man. so exciting. Wow. Not. That's a nut. Yeah, that, that never happens. And so I had a, a friend that I'd known since the third grade. He was having some financial problems. I decided to help him out. He knew how to install graphics, so I started Outlaw Customs to help him, and 10 years later, we're still doing it. Bam! There it is. That's the story. So he, had the, he had the dream. He had the vision, and now it's a real company. What's your website, my man? It is. I think it still starts with www.outlawcustoms with a K and a Z. dot com. Ooh, okay. a Z in there. You gotta Ooh, like that. That's love the kind, Z. That's kind of a little. That's a little sassy right there. Uh, that's I learned a little it hot from, sauce. Yeah, we make the Z real big and then put a oh, swoosh hot the sauce. Yeah. yeah. Do you? I do. You, do you give me? I think that's. I've got that uh, registered as a trademark. Do you? It's registered the letter Z. I don't think you've ever gotten. Oops. A, if you send a check to me, I have not. No, maybe a, uh, you deserve a bottle. Oh, but there we go. Hey, we'll settle out of court. There we go. There you go. Now, Thrive Nation, but, we're but talking. That's, a, that's oh, the yeah. thing that's fun to do is say, hey, listen, folks, whatever your dream is out there, Ryan's was 10 years ago, and then there's the, the practical steps of taking that dream, that vision that, hey, this looks like it might be fun to do. Right. Hey, this looks like, you know, would you pass another s'more over? The graham crackers, you're, mm. you know, you're building your s'more. You know, s'more. you got your- Couple your, beers. Couple, well, a couple of uh, beverages adult, of choice, we'll say. beverages. Yeah, so. that is your, yes, if you're over 21, that is your choice. And uh, please drink responsibly. And, and please eat s'mores responsibly. Yeah, you never want to have too many s'mores- after you've been, if you've got, after you've gotten yourself to a place of complete intoxication, you never want to have too many s'mores. It's not good. There's no such thing. You don't be it's, a glutton. It's not. It's not good. But the point is, is that you know Forbes has it down to what about fifty-seven percent? Fifty-seven percent of people out there want to start a business, according to Forbes. Yeah, you, you're like Ryan. You have that dream. You have that little bit of itch in you. You have that little bit of hmm. hmm. And that's why, if you listen to this show, if you get on Thrive15.com, if you go to ThriveTimeShow.com, if you come to an in-person workshops, if you try maybe a one-on-one business coaching model, I'll tell you what, we have the tools. And we're, and we're willing to give them to you. We want to give them to you. And the we, thing about, you know, thing about entrepreneurship is that um, there is a lot of work involved, but there's a lot of reward involved. And so um, what I would encourage you to think about right now is if you've ever thought about um, living a life outside of that wage cage, you know, where you basically are exchanging your dollars for you're saying I'm going to exchange my hours for for dollars and you and you know the math and so you say if I work this many hours this year I'm going to make forty one thousand dollars and you and you know that's the reality and there's no chance to improve upon it you got a couple options here one you could reinvest in yourself maybe go back to school maybe get um, some new skills you know maybe you become a, a welder or a doctor or become a dentist or becoming I mean, there's a lot of things you could do you could become so you upgrade your skill set maybe learn graphic design that kind of thing or you could do, as Dr. Z and I have done and Ryan's done, you can start your own business. And the great thing about a business is that a business can produce the time freedom and financial freedom that you are seeking. Now, when you finally have achieved that financial freedom, if you're not intentional and purposeful about being a powerful person and scheduling the life you want, you're going to end up living a life you don't want. And so you have to write down your goals for your faith, your family, your finances, your fitness, your friendship, and your fun. Now, for friendships... Um, John D. Rockefeller has a powerful quote. Now, John D. Rockefeller was the world's wealthiest man during his uh, lifetime. But he's also a guy who, at the age of 16, had to start working. And Z, do you know why John Rockefeller had to start working at the age of 16? 
Um, I, I don't recall. I think we've talked about it before, but His I don't recall. His dad decided that he would marry another lady while still being married. He's oh, a big well, that's, yeah, well, I mean, yeah. And he says, hey, yeah. he says to his son in a classy way, tells him, he says, hey, don't tell mom. And so he's got two <laughs> different <laughs> oh, families he's supporting. Oh, so he tells is, John, yeah. he says, I cannot support both families anymore, so I'm going to go hang out with the other one. So you need to find a way to support mom, you know? So his mom has no idea that her husband is, she thinks he's a traveling salesman or whatever. And uh, his dad sold. Yeah, this is a true story. Yeah, and his dad sold snake oil. He was a, a scammer. And so John D. Rockefeller wrote in his notepad that someday he wanted to um, help modernize the doctorate program so people couldn't just declare that they're a doctor. You couldn't just say, I'm a doctor. And by the way, he did that. He's, one, he's the guy who helped build the, the modern the doctorate program that we have. He also noticed that there was crazy amounts of pollution. He actually was in, gotten into the refining of oil and gas. And he noticed that the refiners would just destroy land unnecessarily. So he decided he wanted to create national parks. So he did that. He decided he wanted to provide for his money. He, had, he got kind of this list of things he wanted to do. He also wanted people to know that God could work miracles. So this is what he did. At age 16, he goes into Cleveland. He has one suit, and he goes door to door. And the legend goes, in his book called Titan, it explains this. For about 50 days-ish, he went door to door applying for jobs, never got one, because he's 16. And finally, someone says, we'll hire you to work as our bookkeeper assistant, but you can't get paid for the first 30 days. And he goes, are you serious? And he awesome. celebrated that day as job day the rest of his life. That was like a holiday for him, job day, the day he got hired. Oh, that's, that's, that's precious. And when he went to work for these two brothers, the, the, the two brothers he worked for, they spent money like a bunch of drunken sailors. But he saved everything. And he actually lived like crazy frugally. And so when they went into a bad cash situation, he said to the guys, hey, guys, why don't you auction off the business so you can at least get some cash? And they go, that's a great idea, man. And at, at, at this time, he was like 21. He'd been working there for five years. Yeah. And uh, they always talked poorly to him. They were very negative, uh, very mean. They treated him like a second-class citizen. And uh, at the auction, he wore a hat, and he had a hat that covered his eyes. No one knew who he was. And they start the bidding, you know, and I've, I've never been to a business auction, but they start the bidding. And uh, one guy puts his hand up, and they say, sold. And he stands up, and he takes his hat off, and he points at him. Oh, my. And they realized, uh-oh, our uh -oh. bookkeeper assistant just bought us. Uh-oh. And they thought that he might have done this in a, in a, a passion and in a moment of impulse. Well, the next day, a crane was putting up a sign, a metal sign that he had built years before that said Rockefeller. And he put it up on the wall. So he was always a saver from age 16. He had that big vision. And John Rockefeller was a guy, though, he went on to say, he says, a friendship founded on business is better than a business founded on friendship. Ooh. And that's a big idea, Z, because, Z, when you see how people uh, treat money, doesn't that show you what kind of... I mean, when you see how people work in the office, when people when you see their work ethic, doesn't that start to show you what kind of person they are? Absolutely. I mean, we are who we are, and it, you know, our actions speak louder than words. And you know, those people that are always talking about doing something, and then versus the people that actually are doing something, um, I think it, it does spell to, it does show what kind of people they really are. Now, when we come back, I want to hear from Ryan and from Dr. Z. I want to hear about what kind of people that you are purposeful about surrounding yourself with because the people that you are around absolutely impact the way you think. They impact what's normal. They impact what you can justify. They impact what's okay. Um, they begin to... Get, their, their feelings, their justifications, their ideas, everything good and bad begins to form your normal. Your network really is your net worth, Z. Your network is your net worth. That's a great line, and it's so true. Now, we come back here on the Thrive Time Business Coach Radio Show. We're going to talk about how to be purposeful about choosing 
the friends that you have, choosing who you're going to develop those deep and lasting relationships with. Right here on the Thrive Time Business Coach Radio Show. See the storm. I gotta tell you to anywhere. Maybe we can make a deal. Maybe together we can get somewhere. Any place is better. Starting from zero, got nothing to lose. Maybe we'll make something. Me and myself, I got nothing to lose. All right, welcome back to the Thrive Time Show on your radio. My name is Clay Clark, and I am so excited to be your noontime spark. Somebody here needs a spark. I don't know who you are. I don't know who um, is listening to the show right now. I'm not quite sure where you're from, your background, but there's somebody. I just, I'm, I'm picking up there's somebody out there that you just need a spark. You need someone to say to you that you have what it takes to turn your life into the life that you want it to be. You, you, just, you just need somebody to tell you that you can do it because you're surrounded by idiots. You are choosing to be friends with people that don't deserve your time. There's people that are not valuing your time. They're not being uh kind to you. You're investing tons of time. They're borrowing your car. They're borrowing your car, Dr. Z, and they're returning it on empty. It's that kind of person. And you've put up with it for so long, maybe their family, their friends, and you've got to exit that current social circle into a new group of people that can help propel you to where you want to go. You need those encouragers around you. And, and, and Z, but it's hard. It's hard to separate yourself when you're in that environment. It really is. And um, I tell you what, when you, when you find yourself... And all of a sudden, you look up, and in your inner circle, you have an idiot. Uh, and, you know, I'm, I, I don't mean that in a mean way. We all know that person. Hey, and, see, do I have to wear pants? Yeah, exactly. That guy. And you find yourself, and you're like, first, you might say to yourself, how did that person get in my inner circle? Mm. Okay, well, you might evaluate that, might take a look at that. But then also, you know, go, what, what do I do with that now? You know, because we don't all have some, but some of us have some. And uh, you say to yourself, well, what do I do? Do I, do I be mean and just look at them and say, you're, you're an idiot, leave me alone? I no, I don't, recomm- I, don't, I don't recommend that. But I do recommend distan- distancing yourself from those kinds of people. The thing about it is you run with the dog, dogs, you will get fleas. If you run with the dogs, you will get fleas. Yep. Roof, roof, you know. Zohan. But if I'm listening right now and I say, I am a dog. Like I, because mm. you're listening, because here's the mm. thing is, a lot of people, up. now Ryan, mm. Ryan we've, you've been there, we've all been there, I don't know if you've been there, but I remember, I remember this idea specifically. When I was at Oral Roberts University, um, it occurred to me that I was now surrounded by a few idiots, I had a lot of good people up there, but a few idiots, and I needed to change social circles. But in high school, this was my move. This was my, Imagine we were high school buddies, the three of us, okay? We right. were high school hey, buddies. Bro. Hey, bro, this what's is what, up? This is what I would do, i go, here's the deal, Z. They're not going to let us buy more than three dozen eggs because they're going to be suspicious. So if you'll go buy them from three different stores, and then Ryan, if you'll get all the padlocks, that'll be awesome, and I'll meet you guys at midnight. You know, and then we would meet. This is literally what we do. We'd get on top of this local bank. There's a bank downtown in downtown Coquito, and it would snow, and you'd get up on top of this bank. It's about two and a half stories up. And when the police would drive by, you could throw a snowball, and they could never figure out where it came from. And it would hit their windshield or hit the side, and they would stop and they'd, they'd get out and they'd look around. Hey, and they'd put the lights and they'd shine the lights again. The mic going. We know you're out there. Uh, it's best to turn yourself in. And, uh, give up. Give up now. We're getting the dogs. And, and we couldn't stop laughing. It was just awesome. <laughs> and we would just be up there. And then they would finally give up. Thirty minutes later, and then we would do it again. And it was like every week. And then when we finished that. We, you know, because when you're a senior or you're a junior, at the time we were juniors, um, you have to egg 
every senior's house. So the, whoever the popular senior is, you take eggs and you just pelt their parents' home. You just and it's not like a one weekend; it's a consistency that matters. It's, it's the diligence. Oh God, God. So horrible. every week you do it, you know, and they start to like wait up for you, and you choose different days, and you do it when they're at church. I mean, you had moves, and then and then the other thing was padlocks. Padlocks were incredible because you could lock people's things and they couldn't get their things. You know, you just lock their bike to something or lock a mailbox shut or do different moves. You know, and that was like what I did because I was an idiot. <laughs> One of the moves we did, we were we were kind of I was an idiot phase. I guess I guess most young men go you through go an through idiot, it. Yeah, you go through an idiot phase. We would get clothes and we would stuff them full of of newspaper. And then in the evenings on our street, it was kind of a straight straight shot, you know, that we yeah. grew up on. They had those street lamps, yeah, and they kind of light up right around them. And then it kind of dims out, and then there's a little bit of a dark area, and then the other street light picks up, right? Right. So it's kind of light. You know, the, so the streets you know light, and then a little patch of dark, and then light again. And we take that stuffed person, if you will, and we take the clothes and we'd stuff it full of newspaper, we'd take it out and put it in the street. We put it just to where you know, you're flying down the street. Real. <laughs> well it looked yeah, it looked real, but it was just in that little dark zone to where you didn't really see it till you got right up on us, right? <laughs> <laughs> and they would sit back and sure if here comes some car squ- squealing down the road, I said, Ooh, and lock up. <laughs> and then you hear it stops. <laughs> the car's still going, door opens shut. And then, oh, ah! <laughs> throw it off the street. Ryan, did you ever do that kind of jackassery, my friend? You know, I'm afraid that most of the things I did would now be considered domestic terrorism oh. and, and probably still a violation of some federal laws. So what, no, uh, what's I have the statute of limitations on those? Can you I, talk about I them? Because I, I really want to hear I about have that one. I, I have one I'd like to share the air. That's, it's, very, it's, very, uh, uh, it, it's definitely a, a federal offense, but it, it, I didn't do it. I just know people right, who did it. Right, yeah. Oh, yeah, one of those um, moves. But what they did is, is you know, you, you, I'm not going to get into the details because it is our AM radio show, but basically... Basically, there is a way to use um, works and aluminum foil and two-liter bottles to make things explode. Sure. And so we would have a group of guys that would blow up people's mailboxes, like just all of them up yes, and down the road. Yes, that is a federal crime. Boom. And so it was the move. Well, the problem is I go to a speaking event. My wife was with me. True story. And this guy, David, I won't use his last name on the air. He comes up to me and he's like, hey, man. And David's the guy who actually got a felony for blowing up people's mailboxes. Like oh, it stayed Lord. on his record for forever. And he just got it expunged because there's like a, a window of time or whatever. Yeah. But he, he got a felony because he was hanging out with me and other idiots. And we were blowing up mailboxes. And it could have been anybody's you know, turn that time. All I'm saying is if you do dumb things consistently, you're going to get caught. It's going to impact you. It's going to affect your normal. And Z, if you're around those people or you are that person, it's so important you take the first step and you start to surround yourself with positive and good people. Am, am, am I right? Well, and the thing about it is like with David, he gets that felony as a young man and it closes doors. And anytime you go through the early part of your life and you do things that shut opportunities, shut doors down, that's a bad thing. Right. You know, because it's hard enough to get through the right doors anyway. And then when some of them start getting shut because of idiotic things you've done, um, and, you know, I, I wouldn't say we've all done them, but, you know, obviously, you know, there's a majority of that's done things. And we look back and go, it's a wonder any of us young men are probably still even alive to, to you know, to even. Did I ever tell you about Mr. Anderson's car? Never said about that, 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 that situation? I got a feeling you're getting ready to. Mr. Anderson drove a really small car. I don't know what kind of car it was. Maybe an Escort. Whatever the small, the Geo Prism, whatever the smallest car you could oh, possibly yeah. have. Oh, yeah. He's our choir teacher. And I wasn't strong enough to do it. But, you know, you're on a football team and there's, you know, 20 guys who can lift things. And the move was they would always pick up his car and set it in between two pine trees. Uh-huh. So it's impossible to move it. Unless so you had a team of group. He wouldn't move. You couldn't get a tow truck. You couldn't get it. And he'd get stuck. And they would make an announcement. 
ladies and gentlemen, someone has moved Mr. Anderson's car. And this, the <laughs> announcement was awesome. It was just, we did that all the time. And the other thing we did to Mr. Anderson, which was, which was again, I, I, looking back at it, it's, it's, it's now funny again. At the time, I, after about a year after it, I thought, that was really bad. That was really mean. But what we used to do is the, is the, the inquire. You're giving uh, lyrics to the song. Do you, do, you ever have, do you guys have choir in high school or middle school? Do you guys have choir? Yes, I was a backup no. singer. Were you really? Yeah, they just kept telling me to back up. <laughs> Ryan, further, were you further? Further? Ryan, were you, further you, did you have further? choir? No, it was a very, very small school. Well, we didn't have choir. Well, in choir, you have to sing. You know these songs that are kind of irrelevant to the high school. You know, so sure. like Shenandoah. You guys know that song Shenandoah? Candyland. Candyland. Yeah. So here, here's an example. Like so, Shenandoah. We're a bunch of high school kids. We're supposed to sing, Oh Shenandoah. I long to hear you away. And you're all going, this is a stupid song. Yeah. So what we do is we would, we'd practice it, and he would go, guys, you guys are showing tremendous improvement. The altos tremendous. doing great. The tenors, wow, you guys are just the bass, so good. And I would get together with my friends for extra practice. And we would change the words to be songs that were beyond obscene. Like lyrics that were beyond obscene, but but, oh, no. but, but accurate. And they were the right, they would hit on the right syllable, the exact rhyme scheme. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And we would get up there and sing, "Oh Shenandoah, I blah 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 blah." And all the parents were like, "Oh my gosh, there's 50 men singing this perfectly, perfect." Oh, <laughs> These, no, no. And my dad is like, pff, pff, oh, trying he's not to. He's trying not to like. Oh, he's laugh trying not or, to laugh. Yeah. yeah. And my mom is just. Everyone's. A, and every time he'd pull me because he knew I did it. He pulled me aside and, he, Clay, I am tired of you. I'm like, I don't know who did. I don't know who did it, but I'll tell you what. I I I felt. Pressured to sing these lyrics tonight, and we would do it every time. <laughs> oh gosh! And that's you the think kind that of stop the the shows. If yeah, that's what they're gonna do. but if you take that negative energy and you adjust it towards something positive, Z, if you put it towards starting a business, that, that kind of creative energy, you know, towards starting a business or growing a business or marketing a business. I mean, that sort of nefarious idiotness could be used for great marketing. Well, and that's one of the things that just amazes me about you, Clay. Is when I met you, you were, I thought you were on your way to living the thug life. Oh, yeah, Tupac, baby. I mean, you came in, first time I first time I met you, I thought, who is this punk, this rascal? I mean, you had your baggy pants on, mm. your loop earrings. Oh, yeah. And you just had this attitude on your face. Like Always you, looking Like mad. you were trying to fight, you know, kind of that. I guess you were trying to, you were like Emmett, you were like, uh, uh, M and M, I guess. Well, the key is the, if you want to if you want to keep it real poor, you want to keep it real. So you always want to look angry. I don't know if you played you played basketball, Ryan. So you know Absolutely. the deal, the other team. You want to scowl at them, kind of yeah. make them look be like mean. you're the toughest. I mean, right. did you ever do that? Was that part of your strategy? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and then years later, you come into Shark Tank me on Thrive15.com, yeah. scaling business coaching. You know, say, hey, we're going to take business coach and we're going to take it to the world. To the world. So you came in, you were clean cut. You had won SBA Entrepreneur of the Year. Mm. You had your suit on. The suit on. You Spiky had hair. your you had your hair did just right. You had the little I think it was kind of maybe a little fake faux mohawk. There you go, yeah. yeah, the faux hawk. Yeah, little faux hawk, but you know, well done. And I thought, who is this man in who? front of me? Who? All the thrivers out there, you can make that kind of transformation, but you've got to be real about where you are versus where you want to be. What flipped the switch on you? I mean, you go from like. I mean, you were certified like I'm headed to thug.com, and then you flipped it to now I'm. I think you know, real work. I think real work. I think just um, having real jobs. I mean, I worked at Target. Nothing, no disrespect if you work at Target, but when you work at Target and you exchange your exchange your whole forty hours for two hundred and eighty dollars, and then you go and you. Ch I used to do. I'd work at Target and I'd change shirts um, after I got off a shift to go work at Applebee's. When you work at Applebee's and you go home smelling like French fries. And then you work at the call center for Direct TV, and you look up, and that's like an eight hundred dollar check. 
and you realize there's no mentorship going on. There's no teaching you. You're not getting ahead. And then just realizing, you know what? I'm going to always be stuck in this cycle if I don't make some major uh, changes. And so I read uh, Dale Carnegie's book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Okay. Read uh, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Great book. And I spent a lot of time with Clifton Talbert. And uh, Clifton Talbert, I thought, was the best. How did you? How did you? How did you land that big whale? I uh, mean, how did you? How did you land that man as a mentor? Well, Clifton Talbert um, went to the church that my parents went to, and everyone kind of knew the fable, the the myth, the legend of Clifton Talbert because here's a guy who uh, was an African American guy, and he could not go into banks as a kid in Glen Allen, Mississippi, because of legal segregation. And then he went on to basically open up his own bank. He had his life turned into a movie. He helped introduce the Stairmaster. I mean, just a legendary fairy tale of a life. And I went to meet that guy. And when I met him, um, he explained to me, I don't remember the exact um, words he said, but basically you can't get paid like a boss and dress like an idiot unless you are the boss. Now, I'm going to ask you a question. So you skipped something there because everybody's out there going, oh, yeah. you, just, uh, you, just, you just go, you went to a meeting. How did you set, I mean, you had to be, I mean, how did you get a meeting with I him? relentlessly cold called. Okay. And I was told numerous times he was not available. And I processed that as a request for more information or for additional phone calls. Okay. And so I just kept calling him and calling him and calling him and calling him and then calling him some more. And I remember when I finally got a meeting with the guy, I was so honored to meet him. I had my pen, my pad, my, I had my questions pre-written. I was ready to go because I wanted to know. And I was ready to receive what he was telling me. You know, the, the, the student has to be ready. Because the stuff he told me, Z, I mean, it, it probably could have crushed my soul if I wasn't ready for it. Well, I hear that. So where did you guys meet? I met at his office there at the Fremont uh, Corporation is what he calls his business there. And it's over there at, uh, I want to say, 61st, maybe 51st in Lewis. And I met him there at his office. And uh, we sat down. And, and I didn't have a lot of time. I had probably 15 minutes. And I was just asking him, hey, um, I'm having a hard time closing some deals. And uh, we come back, and I'll let you know kind of what he told me. But he, he broke it down for me, Z. He kind of explained to me why I wasn't closing deals. And looking back, at it, looking back at it now, it's pretty hysterical, some of the dumb things that I was doing. Oh, I can hardly wait to hear what they were. Oh, this is going to be really good. Stay tuned. It's the Thrive Time Business Coach Show on your radio. My name is Captain Clay Clark, and you are kind of a big deal. Stay tuned. All right, Dr. Zellner, welcome back to the Thrive Time Show on your radio, baby, baby. Oh, we need to go get some Cuban links, my brother. Talk to us about the Cuban links. A lot of people are listening going, what are you talking about? What, what are you, is it like a Cuban sausage? Well, no, we actually, the last time you, you played that as an intro song was maybe last week, and so we were talking about, what is a Cuban link? I'm like, I don't know, I don't know. Cuban so golf I, course? I, I, I Googled it, and it's not a cuff link. It's a, a necklace or jewelry, and the links are, you know, it's made out of individual links, and the link is called a Cuban link. It's kind of a C-shaped Cuban, they call it a Cuban link. It's a certain design, so you put them together and you make a necklace out of Cuban links. So he's wearing his Cuban link, so that's, that's what it is. Z, I, I, I get think get some. A lot of people, Cuban links. I think there's a lot of people are listening right now who are saying, uh, you know, I, I, didn't know, I didn't know that about Cuban links, and, and, I, and I also don't know a whole lot about designing the life I want. I, I, I don't know. I, I find myself going, uh-oh, that just was another year. Uh-oh. Like, like I, I dread the birthday, because every year that's a sign that I didn't get where I thought it would be. You know, I think a lot of times you go to, you go to school, um, and you're 12, 
13, people say, what do you want to do, you know, Billy? And he goes, I want to be an astronaut. I want to play basketball. I want to own my own business. I want to do something. I want to be a firefighter. I think, yeah. every, I think every kid wants to be a firefighter, professional sports player. I want to be a fire watcher. You want to be a fire watcher. You, you, so you wanted to be an arsonist. I didn't even say start them. I just wanted to watch them. There's oh, a diff- there is a difference, you know. Nice. That, that's I mean, a, slight, it's a slight difference. But you know a question I ask people, mm. kind of a, a deep question that I'll ask people often. They'll, they'll say, well, where do you want to be and whatever? What do you want to do when you grow up? I mean, you know those deep questions and people look at you and say, well, you know, I really want to do X, Y, Z, but it's going to take, you know, four years or three years or, you know, fill in the blank to do it. And, I, you know, I'm like, well, I'm going to ask you a question. How old are you going to be in four years if you don't do that thing? Okay, and then they do the math, and like, you know. So, well, how old are you going to be in four years if you do the thing? They'll be like, "Mm -hmm." I go, isn't that something? It's the same age. Imagine that. It's the same age. The one thing I like about uh, your whole perspective towards life that's pretty amazing is you do have a long-term perspective to everything. And um, and I'll just give you an example. Um, you're very purposeful about the life you you've designed and the life you're living. And you, you're you know, are you perfect? No, but you've sat down. I know at one point you've written down your goals for your faith and your family and your finances and fitness and different things like that. And then uh, you look up and you've had your optometry clinic now for 25 years. Yes, 26 years this November. And uh, that building that you're you're located in there, um, that's not cheap. No, you're correct. I mean, it's Is all it seven dollars. Was it eight dollars? It was a little bit more than that. Okay, you so know, you just, have a, just a touch more, and in so you, but you were purposeful to say, you know, I want to. Um, you probably had to borrow some money at some point to buy the building or, or to buy the land or to build the. You know, did you did you build the building from scratch? Uh, the one on Memorial, I did. The one on Harvard, um, I bought the building. Then I, you know, I took out a. I mean, I put a whole floor in. I, I just moved my new office in there a couple months ago. So mm. if you haven't been buying the new Harvard location, it is Swankyville. It's really fun. I'm really proud of it. So I'm so excited about it. And we're over there now. And um, it's fun. And I, and I've got my two years and five year goals now with my businesses. I've got I've got those new things mapped out. The growth I've got mapped out. The things I'm going to do mapped out. And you might say, well. Gosh, isn't that enough? And it's kind of like, you know, I I enjoy growing, and I enjoy doing more, and I enjoy, um, like you've said before, living on the edge, you've got great scenery, you know. Oh. Yeah, it's the best views, right? Right there on the edge. Well, if we're talking about building the F6 life, there's a word that everyone needs to know, and I'm going to introduce it to you. It's called entropy. And this weekend, this weekend, I was, I was, I was, you know, marinating on this word, and I, I think it's a perfect uh, word to describe what happens if you're not intentional about designing the life that you want. Is you start to have a lack of order or predictability and a gradual decline into disorder, into combustion, boom, and it just you don't get the life you want. So uh, now let's let's we talk about faith, your family, your finance, your fitness, right, your friendships. Now let's talk about fun. Ryan, what do you like to do for fun when you're not out there auto-wrapping vehicles at Outlaw Customs? I mean, I know auto-wrapping vehicles is your pastime, your passion, your, your flavor of the month, your flavor of the week, what you love to do. It's your heart song, really. But what, what do you like to do when you're not doing that? You know what I really love to do? I love to cook. I'm a, I'm a little closet chef, and I love to cook because I like for people to be happy. And when people are eating great food, they're always happy. What's your favorite? Okay, you could do like one meal. This is like your go-to, oh. your go-to meal. You did like what your number one meal. I mean, this is like a, you got one chance to impress these top chefs or whatever. You're on, a, you're on a show. You're on that thing, you know. And you got one. What's your, what's your go-to? All what's right, your bam? So my father-in-law did not like pork, and I made a version of a pork saltimbocca, is like a veal saltimbocca. And uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. It's, it's use, use your English, boca? Use, your, use your adult words. What's right, boca? So, you, so, are you? Salt and boca. It's a, it's a, I believe Italian. It's like you take a, take a pork, fillet it out, make a medallion out of it, 
serve it with prosciutto and a great sauce over some mashed potatoes. And he loved that dish. He got, a man who did not like pork at all said, this is the best meal I've ever had. So, so you, you took it upon that. yourself to say, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you're going to like the other white meat. Did he know that you were preparing pork for him? Or did oh, you absolutely. Just, or did you just, yeah. Or, okay. yeah I, I, uh, oh, and there's cheese. Cheese on top. Oh, cheese there you go. Well, cheese better. makes every meal Absolutely. Better. I mean, so, come on. Really? So he knew it, and he sat down, and he, he loved it. And so that's, that's the one that, that everybody loves. But I cook a lot, and for a lot of people. So I love to do that. Really? Could you teach someone how to cook? Because I don't know how to cook. Yeah. I don't even know how to make scrambled eggs. Absolutely. In fact, uh, my, my buddy and I, we just, just surrounding yourself with better people, uh, we just hosted uh, about 50 people over last night. For a huge meal, we had fifty five zero fifty. We had we had ten courses. It was huge. Okay, walk me through the courses real quickly, just uh, just, just, just real quickly, because this is fascinating. Well, it's ten, so it's hard, it's hard to be real quick. So I seared a scallop, put it on a homemade sweet potato chip with an apple slaw and a truffle oil oh on top of that. A sherry, wow, you sherry really vinaigrette. Are the real deal. Yeah, so so they're they're long. They were they were. We did cowboy ribeyes. We had about thirty pounds of these four inch thick ribeyes okay. on the bone that we did. Uh, I, I, I sous vide, which we can't get into that, and uh, uh, beef tongue, and we served this seared beef tongue oh, with the kimchi. Yeah, it was it was it was delicious. Beef tongue, beef, beef tongue, the tongue the, of the a tongue. cow. Taking the, the actual tongue of a cow. Yeah, the the tongue of a cow. They're they're two feet long. It it's is crazy. a mu- it is a muscle. I mean, you know, it is. Yeah. So mm. uh, he okay. made he made a a, a chicken uh, like a oh a, a chicken dish. And uh, a lot of ribs. He's a big barbecuer, so he did a bunch of barbecue. Okay. And then I made a shrimp and lobster salad on a on an endive leaf with salmon eggs on top of it. Okay. It was delicious. Wow. And then what else did we make? It's off the top of my head. There were ten of them. So. When you finished making the cow tongue, did you eat the soul of a lamb? Well, I, I, <laughs> <laughs> that just seems like over the top. A cow tongue. Sometimes that's Seriously? all that's left of the lamb is the soul. Oh but my no. god! I mean, that just oh. see. I mean, that seems like you know, those people eat like pig oh. ears and pig feet. And I stuff. mean, you make was monkey brain on one of the courses too? No, or but, is that but, a- but funny that you mentioned the pig ears because that was that was one of the dishes that I was trying to make and I just ran out of time. The sweet potato chips. Oh yeah, well, time. I mean, time so, got you on so, that so one. So I sure. have them yeah. if you want to. If you want and some, ethics. If you want some barbecued uh, smoked pig ears, we can make some sliders out of those, and those would be delicious. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah. Crazy. yeah, it's crazy. So, so what did you do for dessert? I mean, she had a dessert, right? Yeah, he uh, he demonstrated uh, the go-to, Bananas Foster. It's Bananas Foster is the best dessert because you can make it for two or 25 people, and you always have the ingredients at home. Wow. Now, how, when did you start becoming a chef? I mean, has that just been a lifelong? I mean, that's fun. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. fun. It's what my mom and I did together when I was a kid. You know, we only had three stations, and one of those was PBS, and so you had the, the cooking shows, and we watched those and then made the meals. I, I love that you are so into it because that's exactly what we're talking about. We're trying to get the Thrivers out there. I want you to think about that. I mean, what is something that you love doing, Thrive Nation, that you are into? Something you're excited about. That's so fun to hear that story because that's exactly what we're talking about. We're going to find things that you love doing, Zeke. Pig ears. Cow Pig tongue. Ears. Mm. Sliders. Potato uh, chips. It just seems a little over the top, though. Kind of like what you're eating. I mean, again, but I encourage you right now to think about what you want. Because if you want to eat cow tongue, then go do it. But put it on your to-do list. When we come back, we're talking more about how to live the F6 life. Right here on the Thrive Time Business Coach Radio Show. Bird with eight seconds. Bird on the drive. The runner is good again. Larry Bird is just unconscious. They open the right side. Bird the fall away. He drills it again. 
just seeing a greater performance as you'll ever see. Oh, Thrive Nation, that was a little Larry Bird highlight reel for those old-school basketball fans. Back when the shorts were tight, Z. You remember those shorts when they were tight? Little Euro shorts, little tight tighters. It was kind of a deal where you, if as a man, when you went to the game, you would look away so as not to look at another man that way. They were uncomfortably short. They were not. I mean, but Ryan, when you were in your basketball prime, you were wearing shorts like that, right? Oh, uh, absolutely, yeah. Oh. You still, still have the urge to go into the closet and try them on and kind of dance around the room no, in them? There's no way I would fit in them. There'd be like little Speedos now. But Oh, yes. Oh. Now, here's the, the reason why I played mm. that clip is because Larry Bird is a guy, I read his book called Drive, and I love, I love his obsession of, with basketball. I mean, here he's a 30-year-old man. I mean, how many people do you know that are 30 that are obsessed with basketball in high school? The kid's 18 years old. He says, I basically loved basketball more than most people. I, I, I was just into it. I loved it. It was like what I wanted to do. When I had downtime, I wanted to shoot. And then when I couldn't shoot, I wanted to think about shooting. I dreamed about shooting. So in the game, sometimes he would visualize a play the night before, and he would try it. And he's like, oh my gosh, that move worked, That that because he obsessed on it. And I think that if you are living the F6 life, then you are doing this next uh, this next this next move, and this is something that that's going to be a little bit tough for some of you to, to handle because I think that moderation makes sense in a great many areas. But here it is, Z. You have to know your heart song. You have to know Aww. your theme, Aww. your anthem, your heart yeah. song, your thing that you're into, that you're so into that you're so myopically focused on, that you notice the details, that you have a mastery of it, that you have become clearly better than anybody else around you at it because that's going to be like your go-to move and your source of confidence. And I'll just give you an example. I love reading books and watching videos about comedy. Like, I like to study comedy like um, comedy is a, a, a science or comedy is a, a, um, a, a subject in school. And so uh, when I watch Steve Martin's Father the Bride, um, you know, for the 18th time, the humor in there and the way they deliver it to me is funny. Uh, I just, and, I, and I go, okay, that's, that's one kind of humor. And then you go and you watch um, Naked Gun and you watch Airplane and the, and the literal humor where they say, well, and they'll say, well, tell me what happened. And the guy says, okay. And he said, no, start from the beginning. And he goes, well, first came the dinosaurs. And then came the Mercedes Benzes and, and, and the Arabs. And, and it's just like, no, 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 tell me before that. He's like, well, there was a big bang, and then, you know, that kind of thing. And then it's that literal humor. And then there's the physical humor, and there's, the, there's all these different things. There's recovery humor. Dave Letterman, he used to tell a joke every night, Z, and Joel Osteen does this. That's not funny. And then that becomes the humor. Right, yeah. There's the physicality of Chris Farley, just the physical. Or Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey, that bombastic humor. There's voices imitating people. There's inner dialogue. I use that move a lot where I'm th saying what you're thinking or right. I'm thinking what you think I'm thinking. Yeah. Um, and so Jim Gaffigan does that. You know, he always is uh, thinking what you, he is always saying what he thinks you're thinking. Um, there's all different forms of humor, and I could study that forever, and I can tell you that if you don't find something that you're into and that you're kind of like your go-to hobby and your source of uh, joy, then it becomes hard to ever develop a lot of confidence. And I want to ask you, Z, I mean, what are some things that you're just into that's kind of like, you know, your go-to move? It's kind of like your heart song. It's maybe a couple things that you just love 
hearing that song? You just love that that hobby, that pastime. What are some things you're into? Uh, probably two things that come to mind uh, right at the top are my horses, uh, my race horses, my thoroughbreds. I I love that. I love the studying of them. The you know the science of trying to take two animals and make a better animal is just fascinating to me. And so the study of pedigrees and there's so much stuff online. You can just get lost in that. The reading and the studying of all the great ones and why they you know they think the genetics and the phenotype and the gen- genotypes and all the all the different things, things that are sex, just the science of it. I just love that. And I love my horses. I love being around them. I'm just drawn to them. And um, um, so that's that's one thing. And then I love reading. I love reading. And I love reading books that uh, um, are just fun books, just kind of take my mind away. Like, and just... like uh, you know, Benjamin Graham's Key to the Investing, The Intelligent Investor. Or uh, how to win friends and influence people, and, and the dictionary, that kind of thing. Well, web, yes, the dictionary. I'm on. Uh, mm. <clears throat> I'm on a letter L right now. Oh, and, uh, nice! It's just nice. fun to sit down and. I understand read that. The, read the dictionary. I think I'm on L. Now, what do you like? What L- do you like to read? Oh. What do you like to read? Since oh, fan, like- fan fantasy novels, um, you know, kind of like, like Lord of the Lord of the Rings kind of stuff. Fabio you know? cover kind of things. Fabio cover with he's on a horse, he's shirtless <laughs> on the beach, the you know. Bread. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I wondered why you Prince those Fabio. Arrived. No, I don't. I don't read those. It's like <laughs> like a, it's like the, the fantasy novels, and I like it because I, I enjoy those. I grew up kind of a big fan of uh, C.S. Lewis, um, uh, uh, Tolkien. Yeah. And so those, those kind of books just fascinated me, how these men could just make up these entire worlds and their imaginations and their curiosity and then just where they led, and, and it's just fun. I, I enjoy that. Now, Thrive Nation, I want you to take the challenge. See, I'm going to do it right now on my smartphone. I'd like for you to do it too, okay? So here we go. We're going to go ahead and here and type in. We're going to type in Thrive Time show reviews okay so on your smartphone do a search for it thrive time show reviews everybody do we'll give we'll go ahead and give you a second this is a radio show i know that the the profundity of having you do a visual exercise while on an audio only show is not lost on some people but if you do a google search for it you're going to find tons of reviews from workshops tons of them like i mean I think 275 video reviews. I mean, it's a massive number. And this weekend, I was going through them because I'm trying to take the workshops to the next level. It's starting to become a thing where people from Canada, California, England are showing up. And you don't get really good at something unless you obsess about something. You've got to get into it, Z. Right. We have it's about, what, 15 hours of power. And I, I have a question for you, a personal question. May, yeah. I, may I ask you a personal question? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, I know you like all the segments. Yeah. I know all the segments matter. I know all the moves matter, and I know you've got to do all the moves to ensure you're going to have a successful business. But do you have a personal favorite move? Yeah, I like the one where you establish the, the goals, the revenue goals, because, um, and I'll just give you an example. One of the clients I work with, uh, we did this, uh, this was probably six months ago at one of our workshops, and it occurred to them they, they only needed to add four new paying clients a week to be financially free. And then you extrapolate that. You add up the math. And we tell people, for every one yes, you've got to get 100 no's. So they only had to do 400 cold calls a week to guarantee their financial freedom. Wow. There and so go. he's going, cool. I got 400 no's. Okay, great. And then he realized the sweat equity, he could do it. And then talking to him this morning on our call and uh, hearing how his company did $11,000 a week this week of sales that he's splitting between he and one other person, uh, that's exciting. That, that is so exciting when that's you realize... Life cha- that's life-changing information. You've changed that young man's life. I, I love that. And then if I had to choose a close second, it's search engine optimization. 
Because oh, it's so, so nerdery, though. It's oh, my no, gosh. My it's man, so my man when, you and I, when you and I started our businesses, you before I, but when you started your uh, business, remember when you bought that Yellow Page ad and you had to oh, commit? Super. And I took a little picture of, oh, so, Dude, so awesome. it was like a 12-month commitment. It was a 12-year commitment, baby, and I did it. And it's like a $2,000 a month. Remember the Yellow Page ad? When you signed that thing, it's like signing a mortgage. Oh, my gosh. It was, oh, yeah. It and was now ads are like week to week. I mean, Ryan, for your business, Outlaw Customs, if you want to run ads, you can what run them for a few days or for a few weeks. Or how long do you have to run an ad for? Oh well, with uh, Transit Advertising Inc. Yeah, and on the bus ads, you know, typically three months. Yeah, so yes, I mean, you can months. you don't, but I mean, you don't think about the profundity of that, Thrivers. If you can't afford to, let's say, auto wrap your vehicle, you can't afford a yellow page, you can't afford a radio ad. You now through online advertising and search engine optimization, you can dominate the conversations of your ideal and likely buyers. You can be exactly where they're searching. When they're searching for you on the internet, they're going to find you, and it doesn't matter who pays the most. It's just a sweat equity thing. See, it's a game changer. It's an absolute game changer, and you're right. I mean, SEO is a big deal, I know, and you've you've got your little nerd, you've got a, you've deep-dived in. You know all the secret moves. You know what Google needs. Stay tuned. It's the Thrive Time Show on your radio. I made a mixtape in my dorm room. I can't believe this. It doesn't seem true. I won't stop, though, till everybody knows that. Started from the bottom, now we here. 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 If you are listening today and you started from the bottom and you found yourself still somehow at the bottom... Do not feel like an idiot. Do not feel like um, your life has, too much of your life has gone by. I want to give you some examples, some encouraging words here, some real examples. Did you know that uh, my main man, Colonel Sanders, didn't have really any success at all until later in his life? You know, uh, Ray Kroc, I'm just going with food gurus here, but Ray Kroc, you know, uh, he really didn't have any success at all financially until his late 40s. You know, this is the guy who launched uh, McDonald's. I mean, there's so many people. Uh, Z, Walt Disney, he basically was on the verge of bankruptcy till he was 36. I mean, he was 36 years old. He almost didn't make it. So, I mean, if you're listening right now and you're going through some stuff, you're not um, alone. You're not, you're not somebody who doesn't qualify to have success. I mean, Walt Disney lost it all twice. Uh, that's that's not good. I mean, uh, Henry Ford lost it five times. I guess that's not that's even more not good. Yeah, and Warren Buffett made most of his money after the age of sixty. So these are things that, if you're listening right now, um, you have the absolute power to design the F six life that you want. But I will tell you this: if you do nothing today, if you if you take the information you learned today, by default, here are some are some very uh, terrible but powerful statistics for you. According to Gallup, by default. Only 13% of people like their job. Mm. 13%. Wow. So wow. that's, uh, you know, I mean, maybe you're listening going, I'm one of the 13. That's me. I love what I do. In your face, that's fine. But for 87% of people out there, that's not, that's not good. Um, not good. By default, 8 out of 10 businesses fail. Ooh, I hate that number, Clay. I'm going to give you some more. Uh, there's all sorts of research out there. But psychology today has so much um, research out there. It's talking about a lot of people right now are spending on a daily basis up to 10 hours a day on a screen, on social media, responding to feedback from people that you do not know, arguing with people on online comments and getting into arguments, cyberbullying. I mean, there's that whole, like, you can really be an unhappy person if you're not intentional, Z. So I'd like for you to uh. hold court here and to walk us through. I mean, we're talking about the F6 life. I think a big part of it is, is really establishing those great relationships. 
with yeah. the great yeah. friendships, yeah. what would be the step you'd advise everyone to take right now if they're listening and they go, you know what? I've determined I am surrounded by negative people and I want to make a positive step. Uh, what is the first step everybody listening today should do? What's the first step they should take? Well, I, you know, I'm glad we're kind of wrapping around because on the break we were talking about it. I said, you know, we really could have marinated a little bit more on the friendship oh, part yeah. of it. And that is building the positive one. And I think you said something very powerful earlier in the show. And, if, and as always, if you're just now tuning in, you're like, what did he say? You can go to thrivetimeshow.com. We put every show. We've done about 200 now. We put every show up as a podcast. So you can sign up to, be, uh, to get the podcast. You can share. If you say, hey, listen, I've got a friend that really needs to hear this message, you can email it to him, share it with him. So we're getting podcast downloads now from, what, 50? countries or so? Yeah, over 50 countries, yeah, really about cool. 30,000 people a month downloading the podcast. And, and uh, have we had any downloads from North Korea yet? Uh, well, North Korea, it's been amazing. We're having a lot of strong downloads. Strong? Strong, strong downloads from wow. Kim Jong-un. I, I didn't know that. A apparently, he feels like that you're living the F6 life. And he, and he doesn't want that. It, well, he, he's starting to say... Maybe there's something to that idea, but we don't. We don't know. We don't have any. We, don't, we, we can't we, prove we, that. We can only speculate. Speculation. But you're we, right. we believe it to be true. Well, you're right. So the thing about it is, you have to be purposeful. And the first thing is, is you have to have maybe. A, I know this sounds funny, but your dream 100 of friends. You've got some people you know that you go. Wow, that person's got their act together. That person's got it going on. I'd like to hang out with them. You oh, know? yeah. And so you did it with Clif Clifton Talbert. You, and then you just relent You said, how did you get that meeting? You were just, I was relentless. And every time you took a no, you just took that as a, that means two more phone calls. Well, Clifton, uh, one thing that he used to do, and this is a true story. This is uncomfortable. Ryan, I don't know if this is something that you could, could relate to or if, you're, if you'd be okay with this. But I'd asked him to be a mentor in my life. And at church one time, he pulled me aside at church. And I'm like a 25-year-old, 24-year-old guy. This is probably what, you know, 13 years ago, 12 years ago, he pulls me aside after, you know, very privately, and he says, hey, um, you're not uh, treating the, the, the pastor with respect today. And I'm going, really? You know, and I started thinking, and he goes, yeah, I mean, the whole yawning thing, it just shows total disrespect, and I know that I, you wouldn't appreciate it in your meeting. He wouldn't appreciate it either, and I, I expect more from you, but I love you. And I'm going... Oh no! Now, this is after you'd had the meeting with. This him. is I'm like this a 24 year old. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the DJ company was doing well now, uh -huh. and I just wasn't being respectful to the pastor. And I asked him to be in my life and to help me with things. And uh, um, so you gave him permission to speak into your into your life. Oh right? yeah, you and said, the, you know. So yeah, well, you got to paint the picture because and, you know, just pull it yeah. gets randomly aside. And no, I had asked I had asked him to mentor me, and I, and I, I had. And one of the things that he told me, <laughs> this is really funny, is that I look back at it, these stories are hilarious now, but at the time they were not funny. I'm meeting with brides. I'm spending thousands of dollars on online marketing on on yellow page ads to get a, an appointment. I'm going to bridal shows to get an appointment, and when I finally get an appointment, I am meeting with the brides at. McDonald's. Oh, Lord. And I'm dressed up like Tupac. And he goes, so what do you wear to the appointments? And I'm like, well, I wear this. And he says, okay, so you're wearing the Wu-Tang shirt and the jeans and the lugs, boots. Okay, okay. So why do you do that? I'm like, oh, because it's comfortable. And he goes, um, and where do you meet him? I said, at McDonald's. And he goes, so you meet the girls at McDonald's. The first impression of you is you at McDonald's. You meet them there, the mom and the bride, the mom and the bride. Makes sense. And I'm like, well, what, what makes sense? What makes sense? He goes, you're, you're, you're not closing anything, are you? And I'm like, no, I'm not. And he goes, well, th that's, that's the key. You got to go to Panera, get a shirt with a tie, wear a suit, tuck it in, 
Get a briefcase. That was the old briefcase right there on the wall. Oh, yeah. Get some dress shoes. A fine briefcase, Clean them up. Shine them up. I mean, that was a thing, but it was a thing of like, I didn't even know what I didn't know. And I would encourage anybody right now, if you're listening and you don't know what to do, book your tickets for the next in-person Thrive Time workshop. Just book it. You're going to have a fire hose of knowledge, and I encourage you to Google my name, Clay Clark, and reviews. Read the reviews and see what people like you have had to say about it. But what if I can't afford the ticket? What if, it's, what if I, hey, I had a car wreck last month, I had some uh, you know, hospital bills I didn't see, I mean, I'm, I'm behind, and I can't, I, you know, I can't buy a ticket right now to come? Well, we have the uh, scholarship program available, so that means that all you need to do is have the courage to go to thrivetimeshow.com and schedule your appointment. Schedule a, a, you know, reserve your ticket. And one of our members will call you. We're not going to publicize who couldn't afford it or who could, but we have a scholarship program, and we can meet you halfway, meet you 80% of the way. We'll make sure that price doesn't stand between you and your future. You can absolutely do it. And the other thing you could do is you could go over to Outlaw Customs, Ryan. I don't know if it's something that you still endorse, if this is still a program you have here, but you could probably just, what, start auto-wrapping cars without permission and see if he'll pay you eventually? I mean, that could be an extra source of income, right? I mean, or do you do you train your do you, people? Do you encourage that activity, it's, Ryan? It's fairly intentional. There's a design process, production, so the, the, the installation side's about four or five steps down, so... If you want to show up and, and, and look and watch and, and enjoy. So when you wrote in the show notes today, definitely do not tell people to show up and just start auto-wrapping my vehicles again. Yeah, please don't do that anymore. It wasn't one it of those reverse well. psychology things. See, here I thought he wanted to, uh, see, oh, to send oh, people. I love, oh. I love free labor. Nice, nice. Okay. Over. But I encourage you, go to Thrive. I would encourage you to do this. Just Google my name, Clay Clark, and reviews. Read the reviews and just see if it's something for you. Check it out. I don't know if you guys realize, but just some nuggets of wisdom passed over the airways right there. Ooh. And you have to kind of discern it. You had to kind of dig around to get it. Did you hear what he said? He loves free labor. Now, now what if you to track on me? Come on. So you see somebody out there in the world. You see a successful business dude. You see someone out there that you go, I want to spend time with that person. That's a move. That's how Puff Daddy got is. started. That is a move. Would you break it down, Clay Clark? You um, can, you, that just, we just kind of okay. skipped over that. Well, I'm going to give you. I'm going to give it to you fast for because of the time. I'm just going to give you three examples because that's all I got time for. One is, did you know that Oprah started working for free as an intern? Every day when they would shut down the shoot, they would shut down the show, she would hop on camera and pretend like she was on, and she did it every day until someone got sick, and then, bam, she got her chance after over a year interning. Do you know that Sean Combs, a.k.a. Puff Daddy, he wanted to work for a big-time record label, and they said, no, thank you. And so he worked there for free. And you know, he did that for years. And then finally, one day, he brought a guy named Christopher Wallace, a.k.a. the Notorious B.I.G. And he brought Devante, Casey and JoJo, and Mary J. Blige, thus forming Bad Boy Records as a result of him working for free. And did you know that Andrew Carnegie started working for free at the age of 13? You know, Rockefeller, the age of 16. Do you know that everybody that I've ever studied who's gone on to become successful started by working for free in some capacity? putting in the work. So you got to work to learn, not just to earn, my man. Absolutely. Then that gives you the opportunity to be around that person and spend time with that person and you'll be noticed by that person. And that's that's kind of cool. Now, talk to me. I've got, okay, I'm out there and I'm listening. I want to start a business. You guys are firing me up. What are the four ways we can help them? Well, way number one is I encourage you to go to thrivetimeshow.com and subscribe to our podcast. 
You never want to miss a broadcast. Maybe you missed half of today's show. You want to hear the other half. Check it out. Also, go to thrivetimeshow.com and sign up for the world's most effective business school. It's just a dollar for the first month. There's absolutely no uh, contract. You can cancel at any time. Move number three, sign up for one-on-one business coaching. If you're looking for that mentorship, if you want to learn from mentors and not just mistakes, go to thrivetimeshow.com. And Z, as always, go to thrivetimeshow.com and book your tickets for our next in-person workshop. We're sold out for June, but July, baby, you got to book your tickets. I guarantee you three things about our in-person workshops. One, you're going to have fun. Oh, yeah. Two, you're going to learn the practical steps to open and start and grow a business. And three, there'll be no upsells. We're not getting you here to try to upsell you into something ridiculous and try to get, you know, try to make you buy some kit for thousands of dollars or do something ridiculous. We don't believe in get-rich-quick schemes. We teach you how to get rich slow, guaranteed, the steady way. We're going to teach you how to do it. Go to thrivetimeshow.com to book your tickets. My name's Clay. His name is Z. That's Ryan. Three, two, Two, one, one, boom. boom.